You are tuned in to Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Broussard, Louisiana. Let's catch up with Father Michael Delcom as he breaks open the readings for today. I don't know about you, but sometimes for me to relate better with God, I kind of need an, an image. I need a, a perspective on how to relate to God. Oftentimes I relate to God as a father and a son. I look to God as the father, my father. I am his son. And so that gives me some perspective, some parameters, some In a sense, leverage from my affection. I can love my father in heaven because I have a father on earth and I kind of know how I love my father. And so it just helps me connect a little better. I know when we use that image sometimes for people, it's difficult because they don't have a really good relationship with their father in heaven. So it's hard for them to relate with God, the father in heaven. So we use another image. The Old Testament is full of images that the Israelite people would relate to God. And one of those images is, is a bridegroom and a bride. God being the bridegroom and God's people, Israel being the bride. And so the people of Israel would relate to God through this lens. God is our bridegroom. It's certainly an intimate lens. It's certainly an intimate image that would allow their prayer to enter into a space of total transparency, total vulnerability, a place of dependence as a bride is often dependent on the bridegroom to be taken care of, to provide for. If we can allow ourselves to pray today in this mass with that image. Today's first reading just talks about that image. If you go back to the first reading, Isaiah 62, it it says this, nations, this is again talking about Israel. The writer is talking about Israel as the bride, describing her as God sees her. Nations shall behold your vindications. All the kings shall see your glory. You shall be called a new name pronounced by God. You shall be given a glorious crown, a royal diadem by your God. Who gets a royal diadem? Who gets a crown? Well, it's, the, it's those who are favored. The princess would get one. No more shall you be called forsaken or desolate, but you shall be called my delight in your land espoused. Here we go. For as a young man marries a virgin, your builder shall marry you. As a bridegroom rejoices in his bride, so shall your God rejoice in you. The image of God taking on his people, loving his people as a bridegroom would. God saying, you are my delight. In you, my favor rests. I will espouse you. We know that uh, a bridegroom 
gives his life for his bride. The ultimate sacrifice is for one to lay down their life for the one they love. That's why we make all of these amazing movies about love. All the rom-coms, right? The cheesy rom-coms. The ultimate cheesy rom-com is when some fate, the guy lays his life down for the girl. And it's like sappy, but like so enjoyable. Well, Old Testament gives us this image and Jesus in today's gospel is at a wedding. A wedding with this lens of God being the bridegroom and here we have Jesus at a wedding. And we know that Jesus is the bridegroom because we as Christians are looking back at this story but the people there don't understand who Jesus is. But Mary knows who Jesus is. Mary knows that Jesus is the Son of God come down to fulfill everything in the Old Testament. Jesus has come to be the bridegroom in the flesh to take on God's people as his bride. So they're at a wedding. The typical tradition of the wedding is that the bridegroom is in charge of putting on a wedding feast that's going to last the whole week. He's in charge of providing everything. He's in charge of providing the food, the drinks, and everything. The bridegroom's in charge of this. They're sitting at the table, and Mary gets ear that they have run out of wine. It's an embarrassment for the groom. And so she doesn't signal to the bridegroom of the wedding, she signals to Jesus, Jesus, they have no more wine. I've heard it said in married couples that um, this phrase that Mary says wasn't really a question. It was kind of a, an indirect statement to do something, if you know what I mean. To have no more wine. She probably gave him a little look. Take care of it, right? Jesus, we won't get into his words. He kind of says a little something. And then she says those magic words. Those of you who are married, maybe you know these words. Whatever Jesus told her, it really didn't matter because Mary looks at the waiter and says, do whatever he tells you. See, that's the hook right there. She probably looked at him and said, do whatever he tells you. Now those are magic words. Those are powerful words. If you are trying to grow in your relationship with God, if you are trying to grow in intimacy with God, Mary is telling all of us those words, do whatever he tells you. And Jesus, who is the ultimate bridegroom of this new heaven, this new earth, He's at the wedding, and this is all symbolic because this is the first miracle that Jesus is beginning his new ministry. He's kind of pointing to everyone that, hey, as the Old Testament is pointing to God as the bridegroom, I'm the bridegroom because what? Jesus says, fill up all those jars. He changes the water into wine, and the new bridegroom, who is at the wedding, provides the wine.
The transition here for us in our own imagination is for us to begin to see Jesus as the bridegroom, Jesus as God, Jesus as the one who has come to fulfill everything that the Old Testament has talked about. Jesus is the bridegroom in the flesh. And for us to take that a little further, as Jesus provides wine at that wedding, Jesus from the cross provides blood for his bride. Now I want you to stick with me. Jesus provides blood for his bride. Jesus is sitting at the Last Supper and and says, take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the cup of my blood, the blood that will be shed for you and for all for the forgiveness of sins, the blood that I, the bridegroom, will shed for you, my bride, to make us one, to make us whole. I will give my life for you. And at every Mass, every time we celebrate the Eucharist, Jesus gives us his blood and we drink it. And you as a church are looked at as the bride. Jesus the groom, we are his bride and he provides for us. He provides everything we need. Now that's beautiful, that's wonderful to reflect on and hopefully that will bring you to prayer and give you much to think about. But this has been my experience. As Americans, in our culture, most of us, not all of us, but most of us, when we want something, we just go get it. When we need something, we just go get it. I run out of seasoning, I go right there to B.O.'s. They're there, they open all the time. If I need some boudin, I go to B.O.'s. If I need some gas, I just go a little further to the gas station. If I need maybe some laundry detergent, I go to Walmart, they open like all the time. If I need pretty much anything, I can get almost anything I need. Therefore, there is very rarely a moment in my life, and perhaps in your life, that we are left ever with a need that we can't fulfill. It's just, it's the gift of the country we live in. It's the gift of the culture we live in. It's the gift of probably the affluence that we live in. But it can be a great hindrance to our spiritual life, and this is what I mean. When do we ever realize that we have no more wine? When do we ever realize that we have to listen to Mary's words, do whatever he tells you, because the only reason they would ever listen to Jesus to do whatever he tells you is because they were desperate. They had nothing. They had to look at Jesus. They had to say, we, we, will do, we'll, we will take whatever you can give us because they realized their poverty. And as the bride of Christ, we are poor, we are needy. Everything we have and everything we need is from God. But very often you and I live in a world and we live with lifestyles, we live at a speed and a pace of life where we rarely are in touch with our need for God. And so those words from Mary, do whatever he tells you, really actually only apply when we've exhausted our resources. 
and everything we could possibly do doesn't work anymore. Then we go to God. When the invitation from Mary is this, at every moment of every day, do whatever he tells you. That's what Mary did. She's an open vessel. She's an empty vessel. She's just like those those water jugs that have nothing in them. Mary is empty and Mary says, here I am, Lord. I, I come to do your will. Here I am. Give me what I need. Therefore, she can receive everything that God gives her and that makes her full of grace. We come as the bride this evening and I know that image may not speak to all of us, but if we can enter into the image tonight, if we can realize that Jesus comes to bring his life and give his life to us, the bridegroom, the intimacy that Jesus longs for for us, perhaps in your life you do feel empty, perhaps in your life you feel needy. Maybe we can turn to Jesus tonight Bring to him your need. Ask him for help. And hear those words echoed from Mary. Do whatever he tells you. Speak, Lord, for your servants listening. We want to do whatever you tell us, Lord. We need you to speak and we need you to teach us how to listen. Let's listen tonight, right now, and for the rest of the liturgy. From your heart, pray through the rest of Mass. Tell him where you need help. Trust that he is listening and he wants to help you.